Bible reading this morning is taken from Luke's Gospel, chapter 24, verses 44 to 49, and then Acts chapter 1, verse 8. He said to them, This is what I told you whilst, whilst I was still with you. Everything must be fulfilled that is written about me in the law of Moses, the prophets, and the Psalms. Then he opened their minds so they could understand the scriptures. He told them, this is what is written. The Christ will suffer and rise from the dead on the third day. And repentance and forgiveness of sins will be preached in his name to all nations, beginning at Jerusalem. You are witnesses of these things. I am going to send you what my father has promised, but stay in the city until you have been clothed with power from on high. And then from Acts chapter 1 verse 8. But you will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes on you, and you will be my witnesses in Jerusalem, and in all of Judea and Samaria, and to the ends of the earth. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Thanks, Claire. How grand is your vision? How big is your purpose? I love those, uh, the end of those, um, that, that clip, that film clip. He, sp he spoke about the kind of glory you carry inside you the rest of your life, knowing you've done something worth remembering, something that made a difference. He said, nothing in our lives will ever be as important as this. That's purpose, isn't it? There's a difference between goals and purpose. So goals are what I wish to accomplish, okay? So again, your goal might be that you, you know, can run a 5K race in so many minutes, yeah? That's a goal. Purpose is what I wish to accomplish through these goals. That's quite different, isn't it? Purpose is what I wish to accomplish through those goals. Being a follower of Jesus, being a part of his people, the church, is to have a mighty grand vision and a mighty big purpose. Why? Because I take on and I receive and I live in God's purpose and vision. Now, it's not so much about my own personal purpose. It's about His. You know, some people say, oh, what's, what's my purpose in life? The key here is sinking my life into God's plan, God's purpose. And for a church, it's not so much has God's church got a vision, but has God's vision got a church? That's the big question. And that's why God's vision for his church is so vast and expansive and mind-blowing because it's a vision and a purpose that spans eternity and it towers over the cosmos. You know, did, did some of you see those pictures from the James Webb Telescope? Weren't they amazing? And I, I noticed when they shared them on the media, there was stunned silence. They were so awe-inspiring. And yet when we open God's Word... Um, the picture, the vision he gives us for his people is equally, if not more, awe-inspiring because the church exists to glorify God and fulfill his purpose. Now, we have a, a saying at the, uh, here. This is why we here. We exist to transform lives and communities by bringing people into a living and growing relationship with Christ. And over the past few weeks, we've been thinking about four aspects of that. A people who desire God, a people who grow in Christ, a people who serve the church, and a people who bless the world. Now, obviously, Her Majesty has died, and so we kind of had to rearrange things, and we've, 
we've done two of those, desiring God, growing in Christ. The third one, serving the church effectively, we're going to be thinking about the rest of this term. So today, blessing the world. How can we, as God's people, bless the world? Now, the gospel, the church, is rooted in God's plan and purpose for the whole of creation. Now, that actually takes our attention from myself, my wants, preferences, and comforts. And it leads me to say, how does God call us to bless the world? What's his purpose? And now, the problem is, here's the problem. Okay, let's be honest. Sometimes I respond by saying, well, let's, that's fine. But frankly, it, I can do as much just to get through a week, yeah? We're all faced with 24-7 demands, responsibilities, challenges, and fears. And frankly, sometimes it's as much as I can cope with just getting through the week, never mind thinking about the world. Is that true? I think it's true sometimes. Isn't it? But the good news is it doesn't start with me. It starts with him. And therefore, God's people need to see how they can plug into his purpose and his plan and his power. And God actually wants to give his power and purpose as a gift to his church. And I need them both. God doesn't give me his purpose without his power, and God doesn't give me his power without his purpose. And three things this morning we, we read in, in this reading. I need to understand God's purpose for his creation, understand God's gospel for his world, understand God's desire for all nations. Here's the first one. And these, um, by the way, are also connect group study questions. So if you're in a connect group, um, the questions are there for you this week. Understand God's purpose for his creation. Now, this reading comes at the end of Luke's gospel. Just beforehand, Jesus appears to his disciples. Physically, you know, time, space. He has breakfast with them. It's not a ghost. It's not a metaphor. He's there. Um, and then, listen, that must have been a wow experience, don't you think? I mean, that must have been a, a wow. We know that because actually it changed, completely changed their lives. Meeting Jesus, who they'd seen a few days earlier, Dead, now he's standing there having fish and chips on the, on the lake shore. Now, we're into wow experiences as a culture. That's what we do. Often products are sold because of the experience he gives you. So when you see a car advert, it says nothing about the car apart from how it makes you feel. It's true, isn't it? Yeah. I mean, it could be basically a lot of scrap, but it looks good and it makes you feel good. So everything is sold through experiences. That must have been an incredible experience. But note what happens next. What does he say next? Verses 44, 45. 45, he opened their minds so they could understand. That. Isn't that interesting? It's not just about experience. What does it say? He opened their minds so they could understand the Scriptures. Two aspects. The Holy Spirit opens our minds and reveals Jesus to us. We cannot work this out ourselves. You cannot be clever enough for this. It's a work of God. It's a work of the Holy Spirit. He does the revealing. But there's an act of the person here. I do the understanding. Yeah? God's sovereignty, human responsibility. The Holy Spirit reveals Jesus, but I need to do the understanding. Here's the question. How has God... How is God opening your minds to understand? Hey, that's a pretty neat question, isn't it, don't you think? Is, is the Holy Spirit opening my mind to understand more about Jesus? Not just in the head, but in the heart, because it's a both, 
It's a both thing, head and heart, yeah? That, that this is my living experience. I'm growing in this. But Jesus, interestingly, places this as, as understanding the big story, the big picture, God's mighty big plan and purpose. Just look at verse 44. He said to them, this is what I told you while I was still with you. Everything must be fulfilled that is written about me in the law of Moses, the prophets, and the Psalms. That's shorthand for the whole of the Old Testament. So Jesus says, everything must be fulfilled that is written about me. This is what Jesus is saying. He's saying the whole of the Old Testament is pointing towards me. It was pointing towards, towards me all along, all along. So when you read the Old Testament, everything is pointing to Jesus. Everything is pointing to God's purpose, what he's going to do. Genesis chapter 12, printed there, uh, we see God starting this by calling a guy called Abraham. Genesis 12, the Lord had said to Abraham, leave your country, your people, your father's household, go to the land I will show you. I will make you into a great nation and I will bless you. I will make your name great. You will be a blessing. And then it goes on, all peoples on earth will be blessed through you. Firstly, something to leave behind. Whenever anyone follows Christ, there's always something to leave behind. Something to become, verse 2. I will make you into a great nation. Listen, at that time, Abraham was one person and a few hangers-on. Okay, but he makes it, you're going to become a great nation. You can't see it now. You just can't even imagine this. But I will make you into a great nation. Something to become. And then something to share. Verse 3, you will be a blessing. See, you're going to be blessed to be a blessing. For who? For the whole world. And that plan, God's plan to bless the whole world, comes again and again throughout the whole of the Old Testament. There's a hint of this in Romans and Psalm 86. All the nations you have made will come and worship before you, O Lord. They will bring glory to your name. How? Because God was preparing a rescue plan, a rescue package, and it involved Jesus, who would come and die and rise again and enable all people, all people, wherever they are, to have a living relationship with God. And so everything points to Jesus, God's rescue plan for the whole of his creation. And on the whole, most of the Old Testament people got it wrong. They were kind of inward looking. It was all about them. They were pretty happy to watch Sky Sports on the TV, to sit on their couch. They, no, they didn't have couches or Sky Sports. But you can imagine this. They looked inward rather than outward. But you see, what did God say? You're blessed to be a blessing for who? The whole world. Or how, how was the whole world going to be blessed? Through Jesus. Through Jesus. God's plan. Everything looks to the cross. You know, it says in Philippians, at the name of Jesus, every knee shall bow, every tongue confess under heaven and earth that he is Lord. You see, this is, for every, this, is, this is a plan and purpose, not just for those who have this kind of odd, strange desire to sit in a building like this once every Sunday. It's a pretty strange thing to do, really. No, it's, it's this incredible picture for the whole of the world. It's for everyone. Um, I, I, that verse from Psalm 86 is quoted right at the end of the Bible. All nations will come. By the way, that word all nations literally means all people groups, not political nations, all people groups. Every culture, doesn't matter who people are, where they live, what color skin, what culture they have. The gospel, God's plan and purpose is for everyone, is for, you got the point. Yeah, I labored that a bit. But we need to see beyond our own locality and beyond our, our own comfort zones. 
And, and we see ultimately God's plan is, is to redeem the whole of creation, a new heaven and a new earth through Jesus. That's why in Acts 1 it says, you will be my witnesses to the ends of the earth. We're not talking about Ashton. For some, Ashton might be the ends of the earth. But we're, we're speaking further. God's purpose for the church is that we are witnesses to his purpose for all nations. And that's why we, when we look to him, we're going to look out to the world too. We look to him and then we look out because we want to be part of God's plan and purpose for the nations. We are blessed to be a blessing. What's the blessing? Jesus. And so we, we come experiencing Jesus and we want to share that with others. Here's the second point. Understand God's gospel for his world. And we see here the heart of the gospel in this Luke passage. Um, verse 46, the Christ will suffer, rise from the dead on the third day. Repentance and forgiveness of sins will be preached in his name to all, all nations. There we go. And so it's about, who, what's the gospel? It's about who Jesus is and what he's done. My response, repentance, which is literally meaning a change of mind. Forgiveness of sins, that through the cross I can be made right with God. And we proclaim this. Now, okay, here's the big thing. I want to pause because in the Western world, in this country, often we're much happier with when Jesus says, you are to be salt and light. Now, he does that and we need to be. In other words, we need to be a good influence in our culture. Amen? Yeah, okay. Amen. And so we as Christians, as the New Testament says, keep on doing good. We do good. Amen? Amen. We pray for the peace and prosperity of our community. Amen? Oh, I like this. In other words, we get involved and we commit to loving and serving in all these things. That's right. And we've had examples of that today. We minister God's mercy, his justice, his care for creation. Yet, yet, in all of these things, what do we keep on doing? What does it say? Repentance and forgiveness of sins will be preached or proclaimed in his name to all nations. Um, after Her Majesty died, the next day something happened in London. It happened in a room with members of the Privy Council. It was caught on TV, never been shown on TV. And then, bizarrely, in the age of the internet and telecommunications, someone went out of the window onto the balcony and said something very loudly. What was that day called? Day of proclamation. And then that happened all around the country. It happened in all the constituent nations. In every um, county, there was a day of proclamation. Because in the olden days, the town crier would go and announce the news. In the olden days, the town crier was the equivalent of the internet, except he dressed up funny, okay? And um, there weren't as many problems with the town crier as there are with the internet. This word, when it says preached or proclaimed in the ESV, is, is the same word as that. That word preached or proclaimed means a public declaration, public announcement, public proclamation of what? Who Jesus is, what he's done, and repentance and forgiveness of sins. That's what it is. And the danger is we miss this out. Why? Because we're too busy doing good things. Now, okay, I think in this country, churches on the whole tend to find it easier doing good things. Don't 
misunderstand me. Good things are good. Okay? Amen? <laughs> Don't go away saying, what was the vicar saying this morning? He, we, we go and do really bad. I'm not saying that. This is what I'm saying. It's good to do good things, but sometimes we find that easier because it's less embarrassing than talking about Jesus. Yeah? It is. And so we, we busy ourselves and we do all sorts of things. Uh, we do stuff with youth and children. Uh, we, we do stuff with food bank. We, do, we st do all sorts of stuff. But sometimes, you know, that's just more acceptable. Because on the whole, it makes people, makes the church popular. It does. It really does. You know, the church, so we, the, the amount of kind of good stuff we do, um, if, you, if you were to monetize that, it's worth billions to the economy. And, and that makes us popular. But you see, we're called, we're called to do something else. As well as all of those things. All of those things are, are like a, a, a opening a door for what? The proclamation, the announcement, the heralding of the gospel. Yeah, have you ever been in a, in a kind of social setting? Okay, in a party. Okay. And, and then someone asks you, what, what did you do on Sunday? And you think, um, I... I went to church. Oh, that's interesting. Tell me about that. And it's interesting. People can listen about God, but when you mention Jesus, often there's a bit of a kind of, oh, dear. Because we don't want to come over as odd. Okay, that's a problem, isn't it? I understand that's a problem. Um, so we failed. We failed already. And so, but what we do, we want to be accepted. And and in the end, if we talk about Jesus, sometimes people, oh, well, they're, they're a little bit odd, aren't they? And so it's much easier to do nice things which make us popular. But what's the gospel? What's the gospel? It's not about doing nice things. It's actually about Jesus. Her Majesty the Queen, she naturally did that, didn't she? And she did this in a culture surrounded by people who are, on the whole, would never talk about Jesus. But she did, didn't she? She did it naturally. She talked about Jesus all the time. Isn't that an example? It's what Jesus is talking about. It's what we, that's our purpose. You and I are called to open our mouths and proclaim this, to witness to it, to share what we have experienced from God. The greatest blessing, if we want to bless the world, what's the greatest? The greatest blessing is Jesus. The greatest gift is Jesus. The greatest way we can bless the world is therefore we share who? Jesus. That doesn't stop us from doing good things, don't get me wrong. But what I'm saying is, don't miss the heart of this. You know, that's God's purpose. You, you, someone used to say this. They, they falsely attributed this to Francis of Assisi. And the quote goes, oh, preach the gospel, and if, if you need to, use words. Now, A, Francis of Assisi didn't say that. Uh, B, he was a preacher anyway. And C, it's rubbish. Why is it rubbish? Here's the reason. If that was true, then who was the person who could get away with that more than any? In other words, their life and what they did so exemplified God's plan, God's life, God's purpose, that they somehow didn't need to say anything. Who was that person? Yeah, it, we're in church, so the answer's always going to be Jesus. Just remember that one, okay? Jesus. But did Jesus open his mouth? He did, all the time. Why? Because he wanted to point people to how 
we could have a relationship with God and who this God was. And so we're called, aren't we, to understand the gospel and to open our mouths. Here's the final bit. Understand God's desire for all nations. Has anyone ever been on a mystery tour? Mystery tour? Yeah. Okay. Actually, in the, on our first service, Fran Marsden used to go on mystery tours. Uh, some really funny stories about that. So you go on a mystery tour, and then y- you're not told where you're going to go, and then suddenly you kind of discover that. Okay. Right. So think about that. Jesus reveals where the church is going. And it's not a mystery tour. He actually tells us we're on tour. The church is on tour. Have you ever been to see a, a band play a series of concerts? And you can get the tour shirt, can't you? And on the back of the shirt, you have all the venues. Have you? Yeah? Yeah. So, so what Jesus is doing here, he said, okay, guys, you're now on tour. And I'm going to give you a shirt. It's got all the venues on the back. Let's just have a look. Okay. Where are they going? Verse 47, repentance and forgiveness of sins will be preached in his name to all nations beginning at, so beginning where they are and then going to all, all nations, all people groups, all cultures. And then it's expanded in Acts 1 verse 8. You will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes on you. You will be my witnesses in Jerusalem and then in all Judea, slightly further, and then Samaria, slightly further, and then to the ends of the earth. You will be my witnesses. Where? Well, everywhere. Ends of the earth stuff. This is a global vision of blessing the world, isn't it? What are we blessing the world with? Ultimately, with Jesus. As sharers of Jesus, witnesses of Jesus, we start where we are. Here we go. Start in the home. Start talking about Jesus in the home. Start talking about Jesus in church. This is the amazing thing. We often find it embarrassing talking about Jesus in church. Do we know? You know, so... Basically, over coffee and toast, toast, yes. So over coffee and toast, we'll do anything apart from say, hey, let me just share with you what Jesus is doing in my life, yeah? Let me talk to you about what Jesus is telling me at this time. Isn't that funny? We find it really embarrassing, don't we? But we start where we are, and then we move out, school gate, work, gym. Why? Because we ourselves have experienced this. We know it. We want to share this. Why wouldn't we do this? Her Majesty the Queen did it naturally. But then God calls all of his people to do it naturally. We're not making up. We're not preaching. uh, But we're just saying, this is what I know of him. This is what I've discovered. It's amazing. And we also grow a vision which goes beyond our community. So we pray for the world. We support those around the world. We go to the world. Wow. Purpose. Big picture. God's purpose for his creation. God's gospel for the world. God's desire for all nations. What do we do? Receive his power. Receive his power. Look at this. See, he doesn't send us out without the wherewithal to do this. Because you might say, I can't do that. That's brilliant. No, you can't. And neither can I. That's why. What does it say here? I'm going to send you, verse 49, what my father has promised. Stay in the city until you have been clothed with power from on high. And then in Acts 1, verse 8, you will receive what? Power when the Holy Spirit comes on you and you will be my... Again, the promise of the Father, the Holy Spirit. He comes and he enables his people. And one of the things he does is to loosen our mouths when we start to to learn to speak about what we have experienced from him. Wow, that's really good news, isn't it? Yeah, okay, not too convinced. Some are, 
But we're British, so we kind of keep it to ourselves, don't we? Oh, I'm full of good news. But I'm not going to tell it. No, 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 no. Wow. Listen, when you go around the world, you see churches just full of good news. Why? They have the power of the Holy Spirit. Great. And are they embarrassed talking about Jesus? No. The most natural thing, natural thing in Africa, this is, in, this, in the UK, um, has anyone heard of the Mother's Union? Okay, right. Mother's Union. It, it's in the UK, it's not kind of linked to, you know, really kind of blue sky thinking, really courageous mission thinking. You go to Africa, the shock troops of the church, the SAS of the church is the Mother's Union. It really is. So um, wherever you are in Africa, um, churches, bishops, if anything needs to be done when it comes to, to spreading the gospel, they go to the Mother's Union. Isn't that amazing? You can't stop them. They're out there. Why? Power of the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit. And, and so God fills us with his Holy Spirit, with his power. And so we want to share what we ourselves have experienced. Receive his power. Secondly, open my mouth. And we might find that difficult. We're not called to preach sermons, but we're just called to share. And maybe we'll do some teaching about how we can effectively do that. But actually, pray. you could pray, God, help me just to say something to someone about you. And then the third one is simple. Go. Go. Just do it. That's, this is a big purpose, isn't it? And in this country, what we'll see over the next few years is what's already happening. In the Anglican Church... Many churches are dying, and they're dying very quickly. I was at a family funeral in the lakes. On Thursday, we were chatting with the person who conducted the funeral from Coventry Diocese. I said to her, oh, are you encouraged in your church? She said, no, dying a death. What about other churches? They're all dying a death. And it's as simple as that. But you see, once we discover the gospel, rather than churchianity, once we discover Jesus rather than just being religious, once we discover the power of the Holy Spirit, rather than just doing good things, guess what happens? Things begin to happen, and the church grows. So that's why we're called to bless that world. That's why we need to have this biblically shaped vision of who we are. And then when that starts to take place, bets are off, as to what will happen next. Isn't that exciting? <laughs> Ooh. <laughs> Ooh. <laughs> well, we're steady on now. It's really exciting, isn't it? It is. And God calls us to be part of that. Shall we? Let's pray. Oh, Lord Jesus, we thank you that we're here, not because of who we are, but because of what you've done. By your grace and through faith in you, you call us to, to know you, and I pray that you may teach us what it is to bless the world. Yeah, to do good things, but Lord, ultimately, you are the greatest blessing to know you. Help us, equip us, teach us what it is to share you in our community. We ask this in your name. Amen. Amen. Oops. <laughs>